The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. They want to have a meeting with me, right? It will be me, Klusky, and Salazzo. Let's set the meeting. Get our informers to find out where it's going to be held. Now, we insist it's a public place, a bar, a restaurant, some place where there's people so I feel safe. They're going to search me when I first meet them, right? So I can't have a weapon on me then. But if Clemenza can figure a way to have a weapon planted there for me, then I'll kill them both. A pivotal scene in The Godfather and, as it happens, a pivotal scene in the career of screen legend Al Pacino. The multi-award winner is the focus of this week's Inside Hollywood with TV host and executive producer of Spotlight, Lisa Cannon, who's going to give us the story behind the star. Lisa, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Well, that is a really pivotal scene in the movie The Godfather. But I suppose the the reason it's so important is that it truly initiates Michael into the world of crime. And uh, it was equally pivotal for Pacino himself. People don't know this because the executives of Paramount were not happy about his work and they were considering uh, recasting the part. Can you even imagine that? Mm. However, his incredible and nuanced performance really I suppose won the executives over and thankfully they decided to leave Pacino do his thing. And so we had all three parts uh, of The Godfather. <laughs> Indeed. Now, um, his beginnings. Uh, with a name like Pacino there has to be Italian blood. Oh, absolutely. Well, Pacino... You know, when I was researching, obviously, everything to do with Pacino, I've met him myself and I know how charismatic he is in the flesh. But it's hard to imagine he's 82 years of age, Pat. And the cash and the calibre of work that he has produced, you know, so poignantly for all of us in Hollywood. He's an icon and he's been lighting up the silver screen for over half a century. So, yes, yes, he started his life in Sicily. So he is a genuine Italian. Um, It's evident with the name like Pacino that, of course, the Scarface actor has Italian roots. But did you know that the Pacino has ties to Corleone in Sicily? He actually has those actually ties. Has ties. Yes. And uh, just like his his character in The Godfather, the actor is Sicilian. So that Sicilian heritage obviously won him the role, but also on his grandparents' side, that's where it is. He's mm. very proud of it and he goes back to Italy regularly. Now let's talk his beginnings. He was a high school dropout. He was. It's age 17. And I think a decision that disappointed his family, particularly his mother, um, leaving the family home. But he supported himself like we all do, starting out from the bottom of the greasy ladder. He took on odd jobs as a messenger, janitor, a postal clerk in a mailroom, an employee at a magazine called Commentary at the time. So he's always been immersed in journalism or acting or theatre stage and he really had you know a presence even his first on-screen acting appearances on the episode of um, NYPD and the episode premiered on ni- in 1968 so he's been on the go for a long time but yeah. really his his true colours always shine on cinema I believe. Now he uh, is not quite an EGOT now you better explain what an EGOT is uh, there's an Emmy uh, an, an Oscar, Oscar. And a Tony. And a Tony for Broadway. So Pacino is the only Grammy Award winner yet to happen. So if he has an Emmy, an Oscar and a Tony, (laughs) he needs that Grammy and then he completes the illustrious EGOT. So somebody needs Mm. to make Pacino a spoken word album, a reality very, very soon. When he was a young actor going to auditions, he actually ended up in hot water. 
He did. Um, there's so many funny stories about Al Pacino. And, and, and as I said, he's so charismatic in the flesh. He just talked to you and tell you things. But this story is about an arrest that happened many, many moons ago. But don't get the wrong idea. He managed to actually keep himself out of the court system. Um, the incident led to a police station photo session, which is kind of humorous. So he was on his way to an acting job with two other actors when they were pulled over by the police. So apparently the officers kind of got suspicious when their car was circling the block several times. They found masks, gloves and a pistol. <laughs> okay, 38 caliber pistol in the back seat. And uh, they obviously thought they were on the move and on the hunt. There was something happening, concealed weapons. So basically they hauled him in and he did the very dutiful, gentlemanly thing of talking to the policeman and getting off. And he was seemingly was very helpful during questioning. Pretty much the opposite of any character he's ever played in a movie. So somehow I just can't see Tony Montana helping the cops. Can you? I can <laughs> Very different. Now, how did he get his big break? Um, his big break kind of started, as I mentioned, on NYPD, but he was very much a theatre actress. And we we spoke about Meryl Streep last week, again, always centralising herself on theatre and then working her way up. Um, I mean, so many people love his work, but I think ultimately his it was indeed his performance in uh, Francis Ford Coppola, The Godfather, that really channeled people to see his intensity as a screen actor and decided this is the one that we love. So The Godfather obviously led to more movies, Godfather 2, although there was many, many problems on Godfather 2, but then moving on then to Scent of a Woman and so on and so forth. So starting at The Godfather being his pivotal role. Mm. Let's hear a little excerpt now from Scent of a Woman and you can tell me then about his prep. You don't know what that art is, Mr. Trask. I'd show you, but I'm too old. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place! Out of order! Who the hell do you think you're talking to? I've been around, you know. There was a time I could see, and I have seen, boys like these, younger than these, their arms torn out, their legs ripped off. But there is nothing like the sight of an amputated spirit. There is no prosthetic for that. You think you're merely sending this splendid foot soldier back home to Argonne with his tail between his legs, but I say you are executing his soul! And why? Because he's not a bad man. Bad men. You hurt this boy, you're going to be bad bums. The lot of you. So, Pat, Pacino, I mean, for me, when I hear those words and that monologue, I just quiver. I think the intensity of that performance, no wonder, of course, the Oscars came calling for Scent of a Woman. But he did spend a lot of time getting ready for the part of Frank Slade uh, to play, of course, a blind and retired army's officer. He worked with people from a school for the blind. And even when he was not filming, he wouldn't allow people on set you know, have eye contact with them during conversations. He used to keep the characters cane and he used to enjoy that as as a method actor, keeping the spirit of Frank Slade alive. So no wonder, of course, he won the Oscar. Mm. Um, we often think of him in the same breath as Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro and Pacino haven't shared very many movies together on screen, but I suppose the one that everybody loves. Well, two is Italian it. actors of a certain age. Exactly. And I think, you know, it was like a clash of the titans when they were enlisted in Heat. Heat being one of my favourite movies, my father introduced me to it and he said, you have to see 
you know, all of the scenes of them together, which there's only two in the whole movie. But um, the restaurant scene is so wonderful because it's nuances of great actors at their finest. Let's have a listen to something from Heat. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? I tell her I'm a salesman. So then if you spot me coming around that corner, you're just going to walk out on this woman? Not say goodbye? That's the discipline. That's pretty vacant, no? Yeah, it is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. Neither do I. I don't much want to either. Neither do I. So that's from Heat, but they did go on to co-star in a couple of other movies, Righteous Kill and Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. The Irishman, indeed. And I don't know if you've seen The Irishman. Very long, but it's wonderful to see them together and Scorsese being a directorial giant. So, yes, their lives and careers have been closely intertwined. I mean, aside from their Italian-American heritage, they were both born in New York City in the 1940s. So they're of the same age, you know, and in the 70s, of course, the then unknown De Niro kind of lost the role of Marco Corleone to Pacino. Do many people know that? I, I don't know. But of course, there were co-stars in The Godfather Part 2. But I really feel that, you know, taking Robert De Niro aside, Al Pacino is an incredible actor who really lends himself to the work of theatre. I mean, people don't know this, but he's a Shakespearean nut. I mean, he really loves Shakespeare. He he adores the treading the boards and he adores the artistic temperament of being a theatre actor. And of course, you know, he he's had many speaking parts and, and other in many different films across the, the, the globe. But one of the most important, I think, um, titles he went for was in the Philosophical Society in Trinity. He's uh, an honorary member, which I think really meant a lot to him. I asked him about that. He said it was one of his proudest feats. So there you go. A few other uh, fun facts, if you like. Um, he was known as Sonny for many years, not Al. Yeah, although, uh, you know, everybody knows him as Al Pacino. His actual real name is Alfredo James Pacino. It doesn't really suit him, does it, Alfredo? You wouldn't think so. But actually, the original nickname was Sonny. Sonny, uh, the Oscar-winning actor, has been described as a class clown as a teenager so that was why he was uh, nicknamed Sonny it doesn't suit him I don't mm. think but anyway never yeah. been married never been married this is a funny one because Pacino um, obviously has uh, many beautiful women on his arm and he is uh, Beverly D'Angelo was kind of one of his long relationships but he has three children um, he's never been married as we said but Julie Marie um, born in 1989 is his eldest daughter she is the a, a wonder a wonderful actress even in her own right, but um, he also has twins, Anton James and Olivia Rose. Olivia Rose is actually a massive influencer in the United States, so she doesn't do any acting, but yes, she's a big mm. influencer in the world of media. And finally, Lisa, he at one point in his acting career on stage in a play called Huey snatched a phone off a member of the audience. Yeah, well, he's, he's fun and he's cheeky. He's got that lovely kind of sassy um, sense to him, which you would not think with Al Pacino. You'd think he's very, very serious, but actually he's got a great sense of humour. So when he was playing the lead role in Huey back in 2006, yes, he called out a member of the audience and the person in question had their phone on. 
how annoying is that going to be? Even if you're presenting a radio show, you'd hate if my phone went off here. But the phone ended up ringing and caused a disturbance. So he took the phone and answered it. Fair play to him. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> Embarrassing for everybody, but terrific fun for the audience. Absolutely. Oh, no, he's an incredible character. Loves opera, you know, loves Shakespeare. So he's a real colourful actor. One of my favourites. Lisa Cannon, TV host, exec producer of Spotlight. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.